Welcome to Canucks After Dark. Here are your hosts, Parker Hallowell and Clay Emo. Good evening, Vancouver Canucks After Dark, Monday, November the 8th. Wait, there's no barrier here. We <laughs> Live in person <laughs> in uh, beautiful Surrey, British Columbia, uh, for this lovely episode of Canucks After Dark. Uh, after three games this week from the Canucks, where uh, they take down the Rangers in thrilling fashion, lose to the Predators in a game that... Uh, was terrible and then go out and sort of uh, run the stars out of town last night as always but for the first time at the same time joined in person by Canuck Clay how are you guys doing I'm doing great I'm just Parker I'm thrilled that I'm here you're over leveling a little bit (laughs) where the magic happens this is pretty cool you have like eight screens I can't find myself on any of them but that's fine okay this is that's your go-to yeah (laughs) this is beautiful thank you for trusting me in your home absolutely no yeah. it's good to have yeah. you here uh this was the easiest way to do it uh, based on your <laughs> i wasn't going to make it home That's yeah you, he wouldn't have made it home in time he had uh, obligations in surrey so uh we are here in person this is going to be an every time thing but once in a while uh we'll get this done we have a lot of stuff to talk about uh we've got the three canucks games as we mentioned uh four upcoming this week before our next episode so a lot of previewing to do uh and our main focus i mean a lot of stuff we have to talk about is going to have to do with the penalty kill uh, and how terrible it's been and the power play how terrible it was until last night um so we'll get into that we'll get into uh sort of the stock watch on travis green uh because obviously opinions fluctuate by the minute here uh and uh, yeah we'll uh, we'll get going from there so parker just so i know what, what should i be looking at uh, that camera up there you can look right here oh that's that'll that'll do it for you okay all right, well, we're getting this all sorted out here. Uh, <laughs> that part wasn't good for the podcast, but that's, that's okay. fine. Whatever, whatever. It's, if you guys are listening, maybe go watch it on the YouTube. It's usually yeah. linked in the podcast notes, so you can just find it yeah. uh, right there. All right, uh, where do you want to start tonight? Do you want to do our normal where we sort of pre or go over the last week? Yeah, um, you know I'm a chronological guy, Parker, yeah. so let's, let's do that. Absolutely. All right, let's start off then. Uh, with Canucks Rangers back last Tuesday. This is a game I was lucky enough to yes. be in attendance for. Second row, right in front. I made eye contact with JT Miller. I was making eye contact that. with the, my bowling ball. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> you were focused. You were dialed in, you know. Um, so this is a game that uh, started out slow. Uh, the Canucks didn't look great. Uh, Rangers scored twice in the second period. Uh, and it's looking like, oh boy, Canucks give out the first goal again, which has happened, I think, all but two games this season. Uh, and it's looking like another night where the Canucks are going to uh, just sort of fall to the wayside. Nothing much is going to happen. And then we get a goal from JT Miller early in the third to sort of get some energy going. Then Vasily Podkolzin, who only knows how to score beautiful goals, apparently, yes. uh, scores uh, about five minutes into the third period. And then we go to overtime. Uh, but before we go to overtime, <laughs> I mean, Thatcher Demko. Yes. So I'm watching the game, Parker, with no sound at the bowling alley, yeah. right? And I'm, I'm trying to bowl well, and I'm trying to watch. And then I see them go down 2 nothing. I can't hear any of the commentary. I just see that it's two power play goals. Here we go again. And then, you know, you mentioned Miller. You mentioned Pod Coles and who are the goal scorers. But I guess it was Connor Garland that really got things going. So I don't know what it was like in the arena. Yeah. But on TV, he looked awesome. Yeah, he's he just he's so good at, at getting control of the puck, keeping control of the puck, just, just maintaining possession, really. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and everything sort of fell apart as the Canucks go down five on three. <laughs> Uh, in the third period, and it's looking like, oh boy, they're they're going to score here. And 
they very well could have, and they probably should have, and it would have been an entirely different result, and that Predators game would have stung even more. Uh, but Thatcher Demko with the losing the blocker and then uh, stacking the pads and the scorpion kick, and it, it was just unreal. Uh, and I, everyone was sort of just in awe at the arena. Everyone's like... Now, was that on your side oh, of the arena or was that on the other That side? was on my side of the arena. So that was the first time we saw anything interesting because all of the goals had been on the other side of the arena at that point. Wow. And everyone just sort of was like, just everyone just sort of stood up. We're just like, wow. Uh, okay. If if you want to do that, Thatcher, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then over time, of course, yeah. uh, JT Miller uh, gets the breakaway, gets stopped, picks up his own rebound, wraps it around, tucks it in. And uh, it place was crazy. Uh, people were so fired up. Oh, so they they swap ends between. They swap ends. So that's why you now, saw yeah. not only the scramble, but you saw the goal. Yeah, yeah. And that goal is interesting because he comes in on the. He makes a pretty good move. Shesterkin makes a great save. Yeah. But then I think the, didn't the Rangers defensive try and poke the puck or something? Yeah, Shesterkin kind of just lost it in his right. pads, and he was sort of beside the net at that point. And yeah. Miller just got there first. Wrapped yeah. it around and tucked it in. So tell me about that moment where you and JT Miller locked eyes. Yes. So. So it's a uh, you know see a reenactment Parker right it's 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night I've had a couple of Budweisers at the arena slice of pizza I'm feeling good uh, second row and ev- so the I think it's Hughes that plays it up to Miller yeah. uh, and everyone immediately stands up okay so and I think I let it because I'm like no we're standing exactly so, so I get up and you're and- pretty tall so the guy behind you has to stand <laughs> up too right so we like everyone's standing up. I was like, come on, come on, come on. And then he doesn't score. And then I was like, oh. And then he wraps it around and just everyone goes yeah. crazy. And you see in the pictures, uh, and, like the pictures that were taken from the other side of the arena and everyone's faces and everyone's like cheering. And you can see me in the one picture. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Which I put in as our thumbnail for this one. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was wild. Uh, that uh, Miller just goes and hypes yeah. up the crowd. and uh, It was excellent. It was now, super cool. Now, when you saw it happen, uh, aside from the euphoria, right, of seeing a, a big come from behind win, at the time, were you making any like bold statements, like "Oh, this can turn the season around," or were you happy? Were you simply happy for them? Like, what was your reaction? No, I was just, I was just enjoying the game. Yeah. I wasn't really like I had in the in the first period. I had taken like a couple notes for my post game, which I normally do like yeah. an hour after if I go to the game. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? No, I can, I can always like look at the highlights really quick if I need to and take some notes after. Right. Um, so you weren't so taking was, notes at the game. I, I did a little <laughs> bit, but then I was fully invested. Uh, and no, it was, uh, I wasn't, you know, getting too invested in it, like in the course of the season, yeah, but just yeah. like, you know, I paid money to be in row two for the first time. Good. I want to, uh, <laughs> we want to win, uh, while we're here. So that's awesome. And then, uh, did you bring anyone with you? Or you just went solo? Yeah. I brought my buddy, uh, Travis. Sweet. He, he came down from Whistler for the game. <laughs> wow. Two hour drive. <laughs> so he was Wor- like, made it worth it. Yeah. It was absolutely worth it. A uh, ton of fun. By the way, as good as JT Miller did the, you know, two of the goals, including the game winner, you know, which Miller was bad. Keandre Miller. I think he was on the ice for all three Canucks goals, right? Yeah, I think he might have been. Yeah. I uh, I remember he gave it away like on two of three of them. So yeah, I definitely was. Uh, I definitely mentioned him as one of my not. Or I mentioned him definitely in the yeah. post game, and I was like, yeah, Keandre Miller with a bad giveaway at one point that yeah. led to one of the goals. Uh, I don't remember a ton else. That was that was a week ago at this point, right? <laughs> and then of course we we went on Tuesday, so we think that we're gonna win on Friday. Yeah, and we're starting to think, okay, well, they're back again, one game below 500. One game. We, they keep getting back to this one game below 500. They need to go out. They need to just get a win, get above 500, get to 500, right? Just get across that line. Yes. And they go and they put out uh, a pretty. I think I, I, I had a tweet after, and I was like, that was just lazy and uninspired. Like, it was just. <laughs> Uh, the team just wasn't putting the effort in. Yeah. It was sloppy. There were so many passes that just weren't connecting. Um, and a 3-2 scoreline, you look at it like, oh, it was probably a pretty close game. And it was just 
just not a lot going in the mm. way of the Canucks. Uh, we do get uh, Besser on the board with nine seconds to go in the first period uh, to tie the game in the first. Um, and then we go to the second. Hoaglander mm-hmm. get, finally gets his first of the season. It's crazy that he only has one because yes. he's been playing so well. Uh, finally gets when he deserves. But um, we get the Predators scoring too late. Tomasino finally breaks through. Tomasino had like four grade-A chances this game. Uh, and then the third period, everyone's just kind of watching, and absolutely nothing happens for 20 minutes, and uh, the Canucks get nothing out of it. So let me get this straight. You go to the game on Tuesday, and they win for you in one of the most exciting games in recent memory. Yes. I go to this one, and they lay an egg. Yes. And uh, it's crazy. I think we should talk about this, because it's going to lead into what we talked about in last night's game. This one, they Nashville goes 2-for-3 on the power play, and we go 0-for on the on our power play. Yeah. That's bad. That was the big issue uh, in that game, and that's been the big, the big issue basically all season, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been the power play and the penalty kill. Um, and if, I mean, we can take a look right now. We can pull oh, up. Oh, man, I should cover my eyes if we're going to do this. <laughs> we're going to pull up the stats. Maybe we'll wait till after, okay. after this one. But at this point, after this game against the Predators, I think the Canucks had four power plays in this one, maybe? I think maybe they were going to give them five. Five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so the Predators get three power plays. They score on two of them. Uh, and then the Canucks get five, and they don't score on any of them. And at this point, the Canucks are, after this game, one for 20 at home on the power play because they're five games into a seven-game homestand, and they have converted once on 20 chances through five games. So uh, City goes on fire. Everyone's making suggestions on how to fix this power play. Right. We went from a Newell Brown-led power play yep. that was stale and boring uh, to a new power play that didn't change at all. Uh, and, you know, it's it's worth being concerned, right? Because you look at the Canucks' last few games, right? If I pull up, uh, if I can actually type... Uh, well, you got so much such <laughs> stuff on your desk, I'm surprised you can reach your keyboard. If we pull up the Canucks' last few games, right? That game against the Predators, they lost by one. Yeah. The game against the Rangers, they won by one. Oilers lost by one. Lost by one against the Flyers. Lost by one against the Wild, right? Five straight games that were one-goal games. They must be leading the league and losing and they one-goal lo- And games. they lose four of them, yeah. right? Yeah. So, again, if that power play is four for 20 maybe five for 20 if they're doing extra well right that's yes. all of these games going to overtime basically uh, or potentially just having different results altogether God so forbid we score two goals in a game we might actually win one exactly so <laughs> so the power play yeah. was and the penalty kill of course you know working in sync to sync the team yeah. uh really having a negative impact so the canucks go out against the stars yes. and we are begging for some sort of change whether it's new players on the power play. We get mm-hmm. that. We get Chase on getting scratched. Uh, we have Dowling going in. So we got Besser on power play one. Crazy concept. Hughes back. We placed Hughes, Nick Larson. Hughes on. back on yep. power play one, yep. which I was fine with OEL on power play one. I yep. thought he was doing okay. Yeah. Um, but if you want a mobile dynamic power play, Hughes is the guy you want to be uh, leading that charge, right? Yeah. Because uh, he's the more skilled player and he's the better skater. Yes. So they go out and suddenly they use up all their power play goals at once. So uh, we have Pavelski scoring in the first uh, to make it one nothing. On the power play, of course. On the power yes, play. Yeah, so we're looking yeah. at it like, all right, the Canucks penalty killing continues to be terrible. Uh, and then the Canucks get uh, a power play early in the second period and JT Miller scores. And this is one where he's basically just skating downhill on the left side um, and just being, just moving, right? Like skating with it. And he was sort of... You know, I, I always go back to Connor McDavid what he is, where he kind of just skates up to mm-hmm. the blue line and down yeah. and up and down because you can gain momentum and, and get a better shot off. And that's what Miller did. He gets a good shot off and they score. Yep. And then they get another power play. And Elias Pettersson has absolute perfection on this shot. Yes. Like you can't write it up any better. Yeah. Uh, they hold the line at the blue line 
they they sneak in to the zone. Uh, Quinn Hughes pinches in. There's movement, uh, and then Hughes feeds it back to the point. Pedersen is now there. Pedersen's not in his normal spot. Yeah. People are moving. The defense on the other side has to do some thinking potentially, which is a, a crazy foreign concept. And uh, and a rifle of a shot from Elias Pedersen goes off the post, off the back bar, and out. Uh, just a beautiful show. Yeah, and when we talk about the two power play goals, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I've heard you talk about it. I know I've talked about it. Not only was it movement, Parker, I was saying, yeah, they've at least created movement. They've Anytime you move, give and go, create a triangle, whatever, you make the defense have to make a split-second decision. Yeah. And that indecisiveness is what helps you, you know, lead to scoring chances. But one thing I failed to mention, I'm almost kicking myself for not doing so, on both Miller and Pedersen's power play goals, not only was their movement... But on both of them, you had Horvat and Besser going in front of the net and creating that two-layer screen yeah. that the Canucks don't do enough of. Yeah, you look at that Pedersen shot from yeah. like the, the rear angle, and there's like six bodies <laughs> lined up in a perfect line, and Pedersen just puts it beside all of them. Yeah. Hudobin has no chance. Right? Exactly. It's, and he's it's a, a smaller goalie, so he's, he can't even see over guys. John Garrett loves to bring that up. <laughs> Did he? What did he say? Oh, saying? yeah, he called, he called him a diminutive goaltender. And he said the exact same thing about Saros the game before because they're they're two of the only three goalies that are under six feet really? in the NHL with Halak being the other. Uh, so he, he was like, yeah, that's one of the reasons. And, and he mentioned that mainly on the puck goals and goal because okay. uh, that beat him up high. So two power play goals yep. converting early, Canucks back in it. And then we have Horvat scoring uh, just shortly after. And this was a really good play from, from Tanner Pearson yes. who lots of people clamoring for him to not play with Horvat anymore, put him on the third line, which I've been on that side. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, every time I mention it, Pearson does something useful. The whole shift he was um, good. He yeah, created. he was created. really good. Yep. He had a really good chance where he tried to tuck it in. Yep. It got stopped, and then the play kept going, and then he tried it again. <laughs> Puck ends up literally top of the crease, the easiest for Horvat. Just reach over, fire it far side, quick shot. He's five on the year in, what, 12 games yeah. now? Yeah. Uh, so a really good start for Horvat, and he's on like a – 35 goal pace which he's not going to hit probably no, but but you know a great start for him especially when other guys on the team haven't been you know scoring as much patterson with two goals in this case um so that's good it's like all right canucks are up by two <laughs> i wonder if the canucks had a two goal lead this season that's not a lot right and then immediately after luke Lindenning scores and this is this that was is, rough this was bad travis hamannick uh, I guess thought the centerman was going to come back and pick him up, but he just cheats all the way to the right side, yeah. leaving an entire cone to the net. Yeah, so Burroughs was on the close boards. Yep, because there was the one guy coming yeah, in. Hamannick was, was uh, Jason Robertson was coming on the left side. So what was Hamannick doing way over there? And Hamannick was way on the right, uh, I guess, picking up the left winger. Okay. And then and then Luke Lindenning literally just gets a free walk right yeah. down the middle. Uh, and and just beats Demko an yep. easy goal uh, yep. score so it's three two and again I'm getting nervous because I'm like all right well the Canucks have had more power plays so Dallas is going to get some power yep. plays and yep. the penalty kill can't make a save um, luckily the Canucks get back out in front by two off of this uh, Garland Podkols in two on one which Garland makes sort of a no look perfect pass on the tape that was sweet and Podkols in in motion angles the skates right and just fires it uh, as basically Hudobin's diving over. Uh, perfect shot just under the bar uh, and uh, Canucks are 4-2. And we've talked a lot, Parker, about um, not necessarily looking at lines as three-man units, but looking at pairs, right? right. It seems like that Miller and Pedersen are going to be a pair. Yeah. It seems like Horvath and Pearson are a pair. And it seems like now Pod Colson and Garland might turn out to be a really good pair. And then you can, uh, you know, Huglander or, or, or Besser, you can flip guys, whatever it may be. But were you more impressed with Garland's pass? Or Pod Colson snipe. 
It was a bit of both. Garland, because yeah. those two-on-ones, the, the defender's playing the pass, right? Like, he's, yeah. he's going for the pass, and Garland was able to get it off before the player was able to, the defender was able to get in the middle of it. Yeah. And then, but it, again, it doesn't matter if the guy at the end doesn't execute, right? Right. So, uh, and, you know, that's a save where if that shot goes low, it's an unreal save by Hudobin. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he, the shot was up. It was perfectly placed just under the bar. Uh, Pop Coulson's got a heck of a shot. So That was very impressive. Yeah, so it's 4-2. Yep. After two. Uh, and I think the second period, the Canucks outshot Dallas like 16-8. to eight. Uh, So a yeah. dominant second period. Four-goal period for the Canucks, which they do not get a lot of, um, at least so far this season. Oh, I didn't know they changed this. I thought it was Ben. Oh, yeah, I guess they did change it because yeah. I took the screenshot after. So yeah, yeah. we thought it was a Ben tip uh, for, the, for the first goal on the power play. Again, on the power play. Uh, as the stars go two for three <laughs> on the power play. We, we heard that before. Um, <laughs> and, and it's a shot from the point by Suter. Looked like it got tipped in by Ben. It must have hit the skip stick of Pullman yes. in that case because they were yeah. both uh, both there. Uh, and again, it's a one-goal game. Canucks all just keep letting Dallas almost back into it. Uh, and then uh, not, not a lot happens for about 10 minutes. JT Miller on the power play this time on the opposite side of the ice that was nice yeah you never see him over there exactly he so, should go there more often i think exactly people <laughs> moved around Pedersen moved up top and then he moved over and then Pedersen was in front uh and then a miller shot from the right hand side just short inside post um his fifth of the season second wow. of the night uh hughes had a three-point night uh, as well on, on this one yeah uh hughes eighth assist of the season on that one uh and Pedersen got an assist there as well so canucks up by two uh, they pull Hudobin with about three minutes to go. Miller looks for the hat trick. He misses the net. Uh, and then Besser misses the net from center ice and then scores a way harder goal yeah. from the goal line. How do you miss from center, <laughs> hit the post, yet you basically score from an almost impossible angle? Yeah, just fires it from the goal line uh, and, and scores. So I want to bounce back really quickly to that Miller power sure. play goal. You know how we were talking about the other two power play goals? It was misdirection, but two guys. That one, when he went to the other side, he didn't even wait for his guys to get in front of the net. He yeah. just whipped that one right, right yeah, past the exactly. Open. And and sometimes you know you gotta just make quick plays, right? Yeah. And the Canucks yeah. have done a lot of just making the pass and wait yeah. and chill out, and then make a pass and wait, right? right. You know, but the, there was more urgency here yeah. tonight. Yes. They, they played more like power play two does, yeah. uh, which was definitely good to see. I don't know how um, this one you watched on TV, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how it translate on TV in the arena, Parker. They looked more assertive. They looked more aggressive. Yeah. They looked more urgent. It, it's like they had a purpose every time they had the puck. Yeah. And it's easier said than done, but I would love to see them play like that all the time. Yeah, it was yeah. clear that they were more more urgent. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that, there was the one power play that was not good, and that was the 5-on-3. The 5-on-3, three. Three. Three, they had zero shots for both of the penalties. Uh, and, and that was the one lapse uh, for the game. So the Canucks power play goes 3-for-6 last night, which yeah. moved them up in the rankings to 21st in the NHL. At 18.4%. Wow. And the penalty kill went one for three, which puts them at last in the NHL. Absolutely at, last. At 63.9%. That's worse than my accounting mark, man. That's so low. <laughs> uh, and again, I keep going back to Edmonton, who is at 50%. 50% on the power play and 86 on the penalty kill. Uh, which is just... It's you so know, absurd. You know what's absurd? They're 86 on the penalty kill. Isn't that more than our power play and penalty kill percentage combined? It wow, that might be. No, right now it's just above that. Right now it's at like uh No, it's 81. 91. 81. Yeah. Yeah, oh my. Isn't that bad? That's not good. Yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> their penalty kill percentage is better than our combined power play and penalty kill percentage. That is rough. Yeah. 
That is a fun stat. Oh, fun man. stats. Okay, uh, so so quickly, so power play. Let's say they've at least figured out a little bit movement, a little bit. misdirection, screening the goalie. Let's as say long as they keep it up. Okay, I'm I'm too scared to get too happy with one game okay, because fine. we've seen a trend. Right. I, I think the the sort of ten game trend before is a little yeah. more important, but. Again, if they play like they did and they yeah. can keep doing it, then I'll then yes, the power play should be better. So, Coach Parker, what is wrong with the penalty kill? I don't know. <laughs> it's so hard to tell, right? Because yeah. uh, it just it just feels like every shot goes in on the penalty kill. Uh, I don't know if it's you know I I honestly don't know. Something needs to change. Uh, a lot of it is uh, they're too lackadaisical getting pucks out of the zone, yeah. right? We see yeah. a lot of the time where a guy tries to make an extra play. And they just don't get it across the blue line, right? We see Tyler Myers doing that a lot. Yeah. Uh, we see a lot of times, yeah, the puck comes around the boards and the, the winger waits a little bit too long and they can't clear it out uh, and, and pucks stay in the offensive zone for too mm-hmm. long. As I think one of the biggest culprits, right? Because if you're able, if you're spending the entire two minutes in your own zone, yeah. you're not getting to change. That's going to that's going to kill you. Um, yeah. I haven't done a lot of like film watching for yeah. penalty kill. Um, but that's been like my main. How about they want a face-off once in a while too? That would be nice. Yeah, we've seen some bad face-off numbers for the Canucks. Um, for yeah, click sure. on that one. Face-off win percentage. Canucks are twenty-first, forty-nine point two, just below fifty percent. So yeah, Edmonton's at fifty-three point eight. Edmonton's good at everything. That's why they're where they are, and that's why. Yeah. That's why we're not. Man. Okay. So we just talked. Do you remember last week's show? We actually predicted three for three. So, uh, yeah, didn't we say we were going to win all three? We're going to win all three. We won, they won two. Yeah, so we're not bad. It didn't feel like they won no. all of them, though, right? Like, it felt like they did bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, 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 like at least the first two games, right? The Rangers game, Yeah. I think they were the better team, but the way they played in the first two periods, they... they they you know they scraped that game out right they very well could have lost it yeah. the Predators game they did lose and this game uh, again it took a couple marvelous saves by Demko yeah. I mean the one stick save uh, is unreal um, so it could have gone either way again but the yeah. Canucks were the better team especially if you look you know like natural stat trick uh, the Canucks were around like 57 percent right. or like 60 percent something like that uh, so the Canucks were the better team yeah. in probably two of these games and they won them both the fear is the, the the special teams, right? Again, the Canucks could have a couple more points, right? They could be, <sighs> you know, they could be like uh, seven and five or eight and four, even if their power play convert and their penalty kill right. be better early in the season. So this, I'm looking at this right now. One more, and I know you brought this up on your post game yesterday. One more win, and boom, we're right in the middle of yeah. the standings, right? Are we destined to be in the mushy middle for this entire season? Do you think? Yeah, I think. I mean, you look at this division, right? Yeah. You look at you look at Edmonton and Calgary. I I think they're gonna do fine, right? Especially Edmonton. Edmonton's nine and one. They're they're scoring four and a half goals a game. Yeah. Um, and McDavid is unreal. He's on pace for I don't know six hundred points this year. Um, and then Calgary's playing really well. Anaheim and San Jose are higher than I expected them to be. Nah, that, that's gotta change. You think so? Uh, so if Anaheim and San Jose fall down, the Canucks move up. Vegas probably moves up. Vegas has a lot of injuries, but I can't. They're still Vegas. Like I, I'm not worried about them. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I am worried about them from our perspective. Right. Um, but I could see you know the top four being sort of Edmonton, Calgary, Vegas, and then Vancouver hovering around that four or five, maybe with one of these California teams if they can sort of stay in the mix. Yeah. If one of them overperforms then that's a team you have to sort of use as a hurdle. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Canucks should be shooting for fourth in the division. And look, they're at 11 points in 12 games. They can catch San Jose with a couple of wins, right? Mm-hmm. 
these teams are still within reach. Yes. We're still very early in the season, yeah. but they need to get on a little bit of a run. They need to... None of know, this one here, one there. One, right. Yeah, you can't yeah. go lose one, win one, lose one, win two, lose two, right? Just go yeah. back and forth, which is what the Canucks have been doing the last handful of games. They need to go out and they need to put together, you know, win four to five games or something like that, right? Yeah. Win two, lose one, win two. Uh, and then suddenly you're right back in the mix uh, and then you're not trying to play catch up all year, right? Yeah. Where that's the position they're right now, right? If they're a couple of points back... And then in January, they're still, you know, a couple points back. And, you know, in March, they're a couple points back. And now you're really, you know, you need to go on a run. Uh, it's better to go on a run early and try to hold a spot. So isn't it funny how tomorrow's game against Anaheim is massive? Because if we win it in regulation, we mm-hmm. fall, you come within two points of them with that one game in hand. So exactly. for all intents and purposes, you win that extra game in hand. And now you've caught Anaheim in the standing. So you're right, Parker. We can make these small movements and these incremental movements against these, especially these three California teams. It is early, but just as it's early, we say it's early, these teams have performed relatively well. So mm-hmm. we got to do our part too. And a big part of it is you play Anaheim twice this yeah. week. You play oh. them You play them tomorrow night and you play them on Sunday uh, in Anaheim. So if you can win both of those, yeah. which I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. No, but if you can't do that. But you win both of those and... You know, that's a big swing. And even if you were to, you know, lose to Colorado and Vegas, which hopefully, you you know, maybe take a point out of those, even <laughs> if you win the two games against Anaheim, well, now you've gained ground on Anaheim. You've sort of moved a couple of guys below you probably. So uh, that yeah. definitely adds up. Yeah. those That's going to be a tough road trip. So I know we'll kind of project the the end of the week later. But, yeah, the one one more home game to wrap up the homestand. Get to 500 at least, right? That's what we want. Are you, are you going to make yourself uh, make your way down to the game tomorrow, you think? Probably not. Yeah. Nope. I've got uh, I've got a hockey game of my own tomorrow. Nice. So I will be uh, I'll be out there. Okay. In, uh, on the ice. Very good. Um, I'll be bowling. Surprise, surprise. Perfect. How come there's Tuesday so many Tuesdays? How come they're all Tuesdays? Because they're 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 playing. What there's they almost doing? no Monday games this year, right? And that's which is of, good for our which show. Is good for the show. <laughs> bad for my bowling. Or yeah. Bad for my. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Um, I just want to. You can keep going. I'm going to try to find something that I deleted earlier. Okay. Sure. Well, you keep doing that. Okay. So. Everyone talks about being 500, but we keep talking about you got to be better than 500 at home. You can be 500 on the road, but you got to be over 500 at home. And the Canucks, even if they win tomorrow, they're only going to be three and four on this homestand. So you can't call that a successful homestand. But heck, it'll be a lot better if we're six, six and one after tomorrow night instead of five, seven and one. That's just yeah, it's not a good. It's look. a big swing, right? Yeah. And getting to 500 is is a big key, right? Because the Canucks need to be about. Five games above 500 by the end of the season. Maybe six yeah. games above yep. 500. Agreed. So if you're behind 500 for a long time, <laughs> then it gets really hard to get above 500 uh, by the end of the season. So again, it's still early. It's you know it's too early to panic, but yeah. it's definitely early enough to see some scary trends, um, especially are, on special teams. Right. And just before we move on, um, are you okay with Demko having played 10 of the 12 games so far? This is a good question I got last night, mm. and it was you know should Halak play on Tuesday? Uh, tomorrow night against Anaheim, and I was looking at him like, well, if you play him tomorrow, yep. uh, you can probably close this if you're not using it. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, if you uh, if you play him tomorrow, then you're also playing him during this back to back on Saturday Sunday. It's also not a 24 hour difference. The Saturday game's at seven, the Sunday game's at five, Ooh. so they're definitely not playing the same. Yeah, they're goalie. splitting those for sure. Yes. Yeah. So. The thing is, if you don't play him tomorrow, you're not going to play him Thursday. Yeah. So you're going to play him probably Sunday against Anaheim. Yeah. So at that point, you're looking at you know 13 of 15 for Demko. Yeah. And then 14 of or 14 of 17 after the back to back. Right. Uh, which is a lot, but the thing is, he's been the best player on the ice for the Canucks. I so know. you got to be. 
if the team was, you know, eight and four, yeah. then sure, yeah, throw Halakin for a game. Yeah. Ah, you might lose, you might go to overtime, whatever. Yeah. Um, but this game, you might be looking at me like, well, it's it's the Ducks. This might be our easiest opponent out of these teams, right? Yeah. Even though, you know, Colorado and Vegas aren't high in the standings, right? They're, they're both, actually worse than they're, they're both worse than Anaheim. <laughs> uh, however, just based on, you know, history, we can, you know, Colorado has a better roster. I think Vegas has a better roster than Anaheim. So. Yeah. Um, you can look out of that and be like, all right, well, you know, do you put in Halak for this game against Anaheim because it might be the easier opponent, yeah. or do you put in Demko against Anaheim because you, it's the easier opponent and you've got to you want right. to guarantee the win? So, it's a really tough balancing act. I just I struggle to see them changing anything in the lineup after winning last night. Don't disagree, but I could also see Halak playing tomorrow night. Imagine if Halak wins, then you keep him, you save him. You let Demko play against the two tough ones on the road. Yeah. And then you know you're going to split that Saturday-Sunday. You bring back Halak against Anaheim because he's just beaten them sure. five days before. Now, if the if plan he loses, goes ahead, yes. <laughs> then, then Anaheim's got a goalie that they got a little bit of a book on from that first game if they score like five. But I don't think like that. I, I think the Canucks are going to win. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, a definitely, definitely a fair point. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. All right. Should we do an ad read? Okay. All right, uh, I'll bring it over here so I can see it. Uh, support for Canucks After Dark is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's blow-the-waist grooming, the champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped has launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for this exclusive offer for you guys, listeners of Canucks After Dark. 20% off, you can see it right here, 20% off, free worldwide shipping with this code... Right there, C-A-D at manscaped.com. If you are someone, you know, you need a little bit of hair maintenance, uh, it's the perfect time. Christmas, right around the corner. Uh, now is the time. Get your order in before they run out for the Christmas season. Uh, treat yourself to the best trimmer in the market. You guys deserve it. So get 20% off free shipping with the code C-A-D at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code C-A-D. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Nicely done. What were you looking at back then? Uh, no, I, <laughs> I just wanted to see how that... Uh, Inspecting the monkey? Yeah, that monkey. No, it, um, I'm, a, I'm a mature 47-year-old man, but the only hair I worry about is, is this nice fade hair. Yeah. N- nice enough. read, though. I'm very impressed. Thank it's you. even more impressive in person, I must say. Yeah, I, uh, I get yeah. dialed in for these. It's what I live for. Uh, jog plastic, can you use it on beards? You can use it wherever you got to. Uh, it's a hair trimmer. It'll work everywhere. Yeah, it's just, you know... <laughs> Clay's like <laughs> Jeff Jeff saying Clay's like a political prisoner during the ad read. I'll pull this up. I'll pull this up on stream. That is a great comment, Jeff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that one. Um all right, let's go on to uh stars of the week. Who were your best players of this week? If you had to pick a couple wow. who were who were your your big wins? You know, heading into last night, before last night's game, I would say Connor Garland for sure, because of how he single-handedly helped us win in, uh, you know, against the Rangers. But then, you know, all of our big players blow up for three, you know, three points here, three points there, three points. But uh, then I said, well, who am I kidding? It's Demko. It's Demko. Demko. It it's always Demko. The answer yeah. is always Demko. I still think Garland was good. And, um, you know, I'm happy to see PD break out. I, I think Miller's... But I, I've really been impressed with Horvat's game, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Horvat's always just so consistent. Yes. And he's he's a guy who just always has high energy. 
he's always leading the team. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, Demko is the obvious one, right? Uh, Game-saving saves against the Rangers this week. Uh, totally won the game for the team there. Yep. Uh, big saves last night. The yep. Scorpion kick against the Rangers, and then the the stick save last night was unreal. I didn't know until after my post game that he actually saved it. I hadn't seen oh. like, the the one highlight from the other side of the stadium that yes. really shows it. Uh, unreal. That would happen right in front of me. I wish I was filming it. I filmed mm -hmm. the two power play goals, but I didn't film that. That was it was amazing, man. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was sick. And then I mean, you get you know a, a three point night from Elias Pettersson last night. Three point yeah. night from Quinn Hughes. Uh, there's Horvat also, I think, had yeah, he did points. Yeah, yeah. Bester so, Miller too. Yeah, and but yeah, so everyone racking up points last night. But but my main star of the week it has to be Demko. Yeah, uh, and it's not close. I'm with you. Uh, who let you down this week? Who wasn't uh, living up to the hype? Um, I will say at the game yesterday and seeing them live, both Myers and Pullman had rough games. Myers was bad yeah. yesterday. <laughs> and the funny thing is the guy, so Gail was next to me on my right, yeah. and then it was me, and then two guys I didn't know. But the guy beside me, he has Myers in his fantasy pool. I don't know why. So I was ragging on him for picking, I think it was a late round pickup. Anyways, so he needed Myers to get shots on goal. He needed Myers to get a goal. Stuff, yeah, no, exactly. It's a reach. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then this guy turned on Myers basically three minutes into the game, but Myers, Myers was had a rough game, and you know, Pullman, I can remember at least once, if not twice, where he actually fell down. Like I, I get worried when fast guys go around him. Yeah, he. Uh, it's kind of like reminiscent of Olu Levy <laughs> in that case. Uh, yeah, Myers, yeah. Myers was rough yesterday. Uh, again, he really sometimes just struggles to get the puck out of the zone. Uh, which really hurts the team. Um, I thought Justin Bailey is kind of on thin ice right now. He mm. only played four and a half minutes last night. Really? Yeah. So he is, uh, again, they don't make changes after wins, but yeah. if Chason was going to get back in the lineup and take anyone's spot, it would be his. Mm -hmm. uh, and Tyler Mott is ready to come back. Justin Bailey is the first guy coming out. Yep. Um, I don't know. I thought everyone else did pretty okay. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to think through the lineup. Yeah, and I, uh, I was talking about Pullman and Myers. You know what I'd like to see, Parker? I'd love to see, maybe they're working this, their way up to this. I'd love to see Hamnick back with Hughes. Um, they kind of put them together for a couple times a in the Nashville bit. game. Yeah, a couple times in the last night's game against Dallas. But if Pullman continues to struggle, yeah. and Hughes' offense isn't being helped by Pullman at all. No. You know that, right? So, I mean, we know that. So I would love to see Hamnick with Hughes and then put Pullman on the third pairing. Technically, he's getting paid less than Hamnick, whatever. You go, right, isn't it 3 million to 2.5 or whatever? Isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So you could put Pullman on the third pairing with either Hunt or Burroughs or whoever you want. So that's what I'd like to see. I think Hamnick's been not bad since his yeah, return. Yeah, well, that one goal. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> the one goal was bad. Where he was, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's only played like three games so yeah. far this season, right? Uh, and then the one game in Abbotsford. Um, sure. Where he did play like 23 minutes, <laughs> I think. But, yeah, yeah. yeah I, uh, I, think, I think those are all fair. So... Homestand ends tomorrow night. Two and four in the homestand. Mm. Overall review. Not good. Not good? Not good. I like it. You Hot need take. To, yeah, you need to be on the other side. That's got to be reversed. It's got to be four and two, right? Yeah. yeah, and we looked at it. I remember after the road trip, three, yeah. two, three, two and one. We yeah. Thought, That's fine. Seven points in six games. It's not, it's Over not great. 500. It's yeah. not great, but it's fine. Yeah. They needed to go into this homestand and carry that a bit. Go... Minimum four and three. Yeah, we right? said eight to nine points. Eight to least. nine points should be good, right? And looking at the teams they played against, Dallas, Nashville, like these are teams they should beat uh, at least most of the time. So I think that's a scary thing, man. We haven't seen tough we opponents. We haven't seen many tough opponents. The road trip was a lot of pretty easy opponents. Yeah. We do get Colorado, who is struggling, but it's still Colorado. Yeah. 
uh, this week, uh, and Vegas, Vegas, same same deal there, but they're missing a bunch of guys. They just got rid of Alex Tuck, which is a big piece of their lineup gone with yeah. the with the Eichel trade. Yep. So, um, yeah, definitely um, definitely some tests coming up for the Canucks. But yeah, they needed to uh, they needed to win more. And then don't we come home and uh, not to look too far ahead? Don't we, we get Vegas again as soon as we come back, right? I maybe yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I only looked at the next four games. Yeah, well, you can't go too far. Very ahead. very possible. I guess I do have it here. Uh, they play Vegas on Saturday the thirteenth, so this Saturday. And oh, sorry, they, I mean they Colorado again. Yeah, oh, that's they crazy. get Colorado. So they yeah. get Colorado Thursday this week, and then yeah. next Wednesday, so six days apart. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you want to take one of those, right? Uh, yeah. You know, because uh, with the way Colorado's playing, who knows? Maybe they're in a wild card spot at the end, but probably not. It's crazy though. You look at that two and four, and obviously we talked about the two wins: the Rangers on Tuesday night, in Dallas last night. But just imagine if that Rangers game didn't go that way. Oh yeah, it's a disaster. Your own four to start that road trip, uh, the yeah. home homestand. Yeah, we might be looking at talking about a different coach. I I think if the if that had happened and then they lost against the Predators, yeah. they would have been zero and five. Yes, I think Travis Green's gone. Yeah. I, I genuinely think that would five zero and five at home hasn't happened yeah. maybe ever for this team. Right? And then we'd be three eight and one. That's brutal. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's I, three seven and one. Because they were three, two, and one before, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, very well could have been a whole new regime in place just from that. Uh, so JT Miller saved it. Demko saved it. Yep. Um, they saved his job. Absolutely. Um, so speaking of the coach, Travis Green, uh, has your opinion changed from last week? We've seen things change a little bit, at least on the power play side. Yeah. Um, so they've clearly adapted something, yep. or it was a fluke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, has your opinion changed on Travis Green? A little. You you know that I like Travis Green a lot. I like him more than I like. Benning. I do too. Yeah. Uh, um, so we both do. I I think. To me, last night, Parker, what was nice is it wasn't just the power play. I saw more urgency in their game yep. overall, and I think that uh, that's why they drew six penalties on Dallas. Right. Uh, that's why they. They, they were able to take take advantage. So uh, let, let's kind of see what happens tomorrow night against yep. Anaheim. But I do think I liked enough of what I saw yesterday. Where, and I, I grant, I, I get it, that Demko has been amazing, as we talked about. Garland's been a nice surprise. Even Hogland and holes in. They didn't score multiple points, but they were really good last night. But I, I did see enough where I, I like to think that maybe this team understands how they need to play now. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't seem as convinced. Yeah, I, I get it. It's just one game, right? It, it's it kind of tough. Uh, yeah. JJ's asking, should we run a poll? Let's do it. Let's do uh, it. I, I'm going to call this "Keep Green?" Question mark. Yes or no? Awesome. Uh, yeah. So you guys can can answer the poll. Yes to keep him. No to fire him. Let's see where you guys are at. Um, votes should come in almost immediately. It's usually pretty quick. Uh, so get those votes in. Hmm. I thought they'd be in by now. I thought yeah. it would be like twenty in right you away. You know why? Because people are really torn. They don't know which button to press. Yeah, it's a it's a tough decision. Uh, there you go. Twenty two votes coming in. Early results: fifty five percent on keeping Travis Green. It's not last week. It was about twenty two. <laughs> so two wins, two wins and a loss. One of those wins barely being pulled out, uh, and we're seeing a thirty percent swing in approval rating. That is. Crazy. 58-42 right I was going to say, you do another poll, say, should we do more of these shows in person? But if they say yes, then we feel like we'd be... They're all going to... Yeah, they're going to yeah, say yeah. yes, because it's way better. Yeah. Uh, this is awesome. <laughs> it's just a commute, yeah, <laughs> which is tricky. Yeah. Well, we can take turns. Okay. Anyway. All right. So we'll... Uh, yeah. Poll results so far, 56% okay. keeping Travis Green at this point. So very split still. Yep. 
Uh, and again, I bet if they lose tomorrow in An- to Anaheim, and especially if it's like a four-one loss, yeah. I bet this flips. <laughs> no, you're you're probably right, but we'll take that for now. Okay, good. All right, uh, let's uh, let's talk about Alex Chase a little bit. Out of the Time lineup. goes faster when we're together. Did you know, know it's 10-40? It's, it's crazy. Wow. All right, maybe we should skip Chase on. Do we care? I don't. Chase, I don't like, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but okay. was, yeah, I like Dowling more. Yeah. I thought Dowling's been good. Yeah. Um, we already talked a bit about why the penalty kill is the worst in the NHL. Do you want to talk a little bit about Tyler Mott? Yeah, do we did know he, anything? He was still an extra today. He wasn't on one of the lines. Okay. So then that means he won't play tomorrow, right? Because right. we know Travis Green likes to practice how he's going to play. And they're not changing. They're not changing the lines. Although they should, if after a win, if it's Tyler Mott instead of like Justin Bailey. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they won't change the lines because so then, something will change. Yeah, I was hoping selfishly that I'd see him Friday night against Nashville. Yeah, yeah. But if he's not even in line rushes yet, but at least he's practicing with the team, so maybe it's. Maybe it's Thursday at the earliest. And he's in a contact jersey. He's not... You oh, know, good. Uh, at least from what I've been able to tell, they, they yeah. said he wasn't in like a special jersey or anything, just right. a regular bottom six jersey. Yep. So hopefully um, hopefully Mott is back soon because that will be a huge boost to the power play. And yep. especially, you know, if Sutter came back, which could be, you know, months away. Yeah. Um, but Tyler Mott being back at least on the power play is a, is a huge add. Do you like Mott, Lamico, Dowling as a fourth line right now? I, I'm putting yeah. Mott in for Bailey, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I, I've liked Lamico yep. um, more than I expected. I yeah, would. he's good. Yeah, he's, he's good. been fine. Um, it's better than your Levy. Yeah, and I've like, <laughs> and I've been, I've been impressed by Dowling as well. Yeah. Uh, I thought he's been a, a really good fourth liner. Um, you know, mo- other teams might have better fourth liners, but for what he is, he's been great. Uh, and yeah, inserting Tyler Mott there, and then eventually taking Lamico for a guy like Sutter, mm-hmm. uh, and suddenly that that bottom six starts to really take shape, and they need it to again because yeah. this penalty kill is worse than the NHL. We need him. Too bad he can't win face-offs for us. Yeah, well, he needs someone to. Well, Sutter could if he was back, but... Yes. All right. Um, Quick preview. Next four games. Uh, Tuesday, Anaheim. Thursday, Colorado. Saturday, Vegas. Sunday, Anaheim. Let's do it. Let's let's lock our predictions in. Four games. Give us the record. Don't say 4-0. You can't say 4-0. Why? They're I, not going to go for now. But I'm allowed an opinion, all right? <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. You can be Although wrong. I'm in your house, you could throw me out that window in a second. Um, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't open it up. <laughs> this is all the way. Well, yeah, actually, could I fit? No, I can't fit you through can there. Not, <laughs> no I, don't can think, fit. I don't think my limb could fit through there. Anyways, um, I, gosh, I, I don't know if they're going to beat Colorado in Colorado. Um, I think they could beat Vegas, so, and I'm excited about that game. And I think they could. Okay, man. I'm going 2-1-1. No, 2-1-1. That was mine, too. And that's everyone in the chat. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, look at I this. didn't see that. I just looked now. JJ says 2-1-1. John Clay can say 4-2. No, we're not doing score <laughs> prediction. <We're> doing... <laughs> I think everyone, you know, look, win OTL, yeah. win yeah. loss. I think 2-1-1 two, one, two, one one is, like, a good four, a good week. Yeah, it's five points. We'd be right? happy with that. Um, yeah, five points. Five they'd be below 500 still. Dang it. But they might be above 500 for a game. <laughs> Depends on the order of the two, right? Exactly. Yeah. So now, I think they I think they should beat Anaheim at home. I think they'll lose Colorado. Anaheim's I, been very good in their arena, which is where they're yeah. playing on Sunday. Anaheim is five two and one at right. home, one two and two on the road. So I'm going to go game. beat Anaheim, lose to Colorado, beat Vegas, overtimer or shootout loss to Anaheim. There's my two one and one. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. Uh, I'd be sort of in the same boat. Uh, mm-hmm. But if the Canucks don't beat Anaheim, beat Colorado. Suddenly, things are looking good, and I'll probably lose the next two, and we'll be sad again. Uh, so yeah, I uh, I think two one and one is a pretty a pretty good prediction. Two one and one. Okay, let's go with that. That's our that's that is that is baseline. Yeah, baseline. The Canucks should go two one and one. If they go two and two, 
fine. <laughs> two one and one is our is our minimum to be satisfied. I'd say one one and two. Mm. One one and two is no good. One two and one. Mm. No, the Canucks got they gotta get they gotta get five points. Not sure why they, I'm they sounding need, like I'm constipated when I say that. They need to start mm. pulling out wins. Yeah, like they need to yeah. start adding points to that list. So um, all three and one no good. <laughs> Okay, so this is really funny. A really funny interaction. Lego comes in and says, Meeting of the Greats, which yeah. is great. Thanks, Lego. And then someone immediately responds saying, Lego, you're dust. What does dust mean? <laughs> just like bad. Like, uh, well, Lego's know. the like, best. I know. It's just, it's just hilarious. I think that's such a fun insult. We should put Lego in like right here next time. And then yeah. We'll, we'll just pile in we'll all have, the Canucks we'll blockers. Have, we'll have Lego on as a guest, but it has to be in person. We'll get everyone Exactly. That'll be our rule for guests. They have to be in person. Although Lego and I live in Richmond, maybe you should come down to Richmond. I could do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Although I got the production. That's true. I just have a I can, wall with a I bunch. can I can bring the camera. Okay. Okay. Um, there was a question earlier from JJ that I wanted to start our Q and A segment with, uh, and he says uh, this in person co hosting raises questions. How many times have you guys see each other in person? Did you know each other before you started your different podcasts? I guess I'm out of the loop. Little background, a uh, little fun time. So we've seen each other in person once. Yeah, this is the second time. Just once at a training camp in Abbotsford. Uh, we, we watched that together. Uh, did we know each other before we started a different podcast? No, Clay's been doing this forever. Uh, I started in December of last year, so about 11 months ago. Uh, and then I just told him, hey, we're doing a podcast now. Uh, and he said yes. So Although prior to that, I did reach out to Parker first because I actually saw Parker do a vlog actually from his car, yep. which, which you know got me right here already. And then he actually already in his, in his uh, I think in your recaps, you were already doing highlights in, in the, the training corner. camp. Yeah. yeah, and I wrote and I said, hey, how'd you do that, man? That's pretty cool. <laughs> Editing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which I don't know anything about, apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how. Um, I reached out to him, then we message back and forth and then Parker came up with this idea for Canucks After Dark we didn't name it yet uh, for a podcast and I said sure I said I like what you do I think uh, we could have some chemistry I think we have similar temperaments from a standpoint of maybe more similar philosophies on the team don't get too crazy but we're not negative Nellies or whatever and it's been great Uh, we've grown quite a bit our individual channels but more importantly for tonight our this has grown we want it to grow more but yeah absolutely yeah um yeah, great, great question. Uh, good way to kick it off. Uh, Leo's saying we'd love to get Lego on as well. Look, Lego's got. Well, this is his open invitation. Officially, <laughs> he can he can come on whenever. Uh, we'll we'll have him on, especially if it's not in person because Streamyard works really well. Uh, he would have to literally like sit back here. So yeah, we we we'll might we might have him on have him on at some point. We've never had a guest on, so that's true. We might have to we might have to do that some at some point. We've got people that we could uh, line up if need be. But would they be any good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, okay, there, okay. There's people that would be good that okay. we that have been in our chat before. Yep, yep. Uh, John saying meet up with THG when he's not on our radar. He's a little bit uh, out of our reach, I think. <laughs> um, all right. Any other questions? Yeah. Let's get some more questions. Terrence, I like that one. Terrence saying, "How tall is Parker?" Clay always oversells my height. He's like, "Oh, he's so tall." It's like I, I'm five ten. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not tall. But I'm five six, I'm so everyone looks everyone looks tall to me. I'm average at best. Uh, so, so he's Demko and I'm Hudobin, basically. But like subtract a ton from each of us. Yes. Um, Virtual Reality Channel saying the best slapper that's impossible to save is nowhere to be found on a contract year. Is this a problem? This many games in. I kind of disagree here. I don't think Besser's slapper has really ever been oh, his, his, his go-to, yeah. right? We've seen a couple where he's had outrageous uh, shots, but yeah. Pedersen's always had a better one-timer. Uh, Besser is just so lethal at sitting, 
yep. in a spot, getting a puck, loading up, and just firing it so hard and so accurate that no one can save it. I agree. If there's a puck, a nice pass along the ice that's coming towards him, wouldn't you agree that he would much rather cradle it, yeah. rip it, and, and wrist it as opposed to trying his, his one-timer is okay, but I haven't. I don't think it's amazing. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, you're it's right. good. Yeah. It's yeah. it's I'd say it's similar with like JT Miller, right? They both yeah. have good one timers and they can do it if they need to. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that he uh, that he has you know a, a sort of a grade A um, one timer. He's not Alex Ovechkin, who has you know how many goals Alex Ovechkin has this year? I only know because someone uh, asked me about it yesterday. Is it like ten in eleven games? Eleven. I think what? He has now. I think he scored again tonight. What the heck? Uh, actually, did they play tonight? I think they. Yeah, they they won five three. Okay, so he's Ovechkin got a... scored his eleventh of the season <laughs> in twelve games or thirteen games, whatever. Something it is. like that. Yeah. What the heck? Tied uh, Hull fourth on the all time list. How many does he need to pass Gretzky? I think Gretzky's in like the mid eight hundreds. Okay. Or high eight hundred. I think he's like a hundred and hundred and fifty maybe. So, so he could do it in three, like three really good seasons. Right? I mean, he could do it this year if he keeps this up. Man, he's got. You know, I bet you he scored ninety goals. The crazy thing is, Drysaddle's only one back on him <laughs> in goals. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, he's been been absolutely unreal. Wow. Uh, Leo saying you're taller than Connor Garland, not a high bar. Um, hey, what are you saying, man? Me and Connor Garland the same height? No, I'm just kidding. He's a, he's taller than me. He's did, five did, eight. Did I tell you that Gary Bettman's taller than me? Did I tell you the story right? Oh, is he? Yeah, we took a selfie at the All Star game, and I was, and I, I didn't know, right? I like, because we can tell. I was yeah. like, too. Then I looked at my picture, and I was so embarrassed, man. <laughs> then I realized he's always standing next to guys that are on skates, so he True. looks he shorter. looks very short. Yeah, and it's all he also next to professional athletes every time who are yeah. typically taller as well. Not my finest moment, I'll say that. <laughs> Dang it, um, Quattro! I'm saying 24 hour stream together. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of time for me. I can't do that. Yeah. I could probably do 24 hours, but. Yeah, for, I'm not doing it for, for another five years, I think. It'll be a while. <laughs> um, Sienitz, what was your first impressions of meeting each other? You were there. <laughs> well, I think she I, I think she wants to know what we say so she can match it up to. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, it was fun. Uh, it was it was kind of as expected. Uh, I sent a text message saying, where are you sitting? <laughs> you just told me where, and yeah. I walked up there. I almost walked right past you. Uh, I think, immediately, yeah. you, you stand up, and you're like, all right, height, height check. Yeah, he straight up height checked me uh, right off the bat, and it. Well, know. no. First thing I did is I, I put down the seat cushion yep, for you, so you, you can. Yeah, yeah. That was very polite. Thank you. Uh, that's, that's that's my that's my jab. No, I think um, uh, in all seriousness, for for all you loyal um, watchers, uh, viewers, Parker, and I think this is a credit to him, and I guess to me a little bit, because I think with us, what you see is what you get. Yeah. What you see on the stream, whether we're together or in our own separate homes. That's exactly how we are in in real life, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I would say that Parker knows a lot about the game, and he was able to point out certain nuances of what was happening. For me, I'm I'm not that he's not, but I'm very happy go lucky. I always say that you know I have serious responsibilities, but I don't take myself too seriously, and I yeah. think that came out uh, when we were watching the the training camp too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was just it was just fun. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, Justin, man, we're just continuing the, you know, the the friendliness. Why not? Because we're here. Sure. We're the, you know. uh, favorite trait of each other. <laughs> I can't. I'm so bad at being nice to people. Um, I don't know. I well, think, I'll start out. Do you need time to think about it? Or? I, I, it's. I think for you, it's just you're you're good guy Clay. You're, you're <laughs> like you're just the most positive. You know, you're always happy go lucky. You're always, you know, we're always. Yeah. You're always thinking positively, which I struggle with sometimes around Thanks, this team. Thanks, man. That's the nicest thing this, you've ever said to me. This <laughs> team, it's, strong, it's tough to be happy around this team sometimes, but you always pull it off. Okay, I, I will say this about Parker. I was going to say, 
um, his knowledge of tech. But that's that's kind of like that, that's a compliment, but that's not the nicest compliment. But I will say this. He's very patient and he's always willing to explain things to me. Oftentimes, I don't know what we'll we do it tonight while well, we're in person, so we might. Oftentimes, once the stream is done at 11, 11.05, we'll talk for about half an hour and about 25 minutes of it is me asking, hey, how do you do this? Or tell me about this <laughs> or, or tell me about this stat. Or, and so Parker, um, despite being newer in this game, knows probably technically a lot more than I do and he always takes the time to teach me. So I do appreciate that about you. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Dean with a question that we're going to answer together. Uh, Who would you rather have, Elise Pedersen or Connor Garland? On three. One, two, three. Elise Pedersen. Yeah. It's, it's, he's a star. Garland is great. Uh, but Elise yeah. Pedersen's uh, just, he's, you know, he's, he's Elise Pedersen. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, this name always gets me. About a Bobo. Uh, the game against Vegas is going to be Demko's first game against Vegas after the playoffs. Do you think he'll be lights out? That is fair. Is he going to go back? Is he going to just have Vegas' numbers sort of? Well, there's got to be confidence there for sure, right? Probably, yeah. yes. And and the players, I, I'm, I'm sure 60 to 70% of the roster is still the same, maybe. You said that Vegas Probably has a lot of injuries, there. though. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they're scared. They look at Demko and like, man, this guy That's true. had us a couple, like literally a year and a half ago, right? Yeah. It's not that long ago. Uh, I could see that. I could see them being, you know you can sort of subconsciously get a little bit like, oh man, we couldn't yeah. beat this guy last time. You just get frustrated really easily. I could see it, but I'm not going to bank on it. Although I wish that would have happened with Koskin. <laughs> Did we score four on four shots last time? Yeah. Like, and and then, then he beat us. Of course, this. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Koskinen. <laughs> uh, Zuff saying, which Canuck got the greatest shot of all time? You'll know a little more history than me. I'm more yeah. of a... Uh, I mean, I'm more Naslund era forward. Yeah, so well, Naslund's on the list. Yeah, well, even if you, yeah, if we're not, he didn't say hardest shot. He said greatest shot. Yeah. Naslund, you know, we think Brock's wrister is good. Naslund's wrister was yeah. sublime. Um, Brock and Petey both have to be on this list. Yeah. Because, again, they, they don't hit it all the time, but yeah. but when they do, it's uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, Bure had a lot of, of really good slap shots, too, one-timers. We, we think that he's so fast on the skates, and he was always deking yeah. guys. No, he had a wicked shot as well. I'm trying to think who else was good. Mogioni had a good shot. Mogioni has a great mm-hmm. wrister. Yeah. yeah. And then when I think of slappers, Je- oh, Jeff Brown. Jeff Brown was a defenseman that we, we traded for from St. Louis um, in the 90s. He had a wicked slap shot too. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. All right. There's some. I love it. Um, Shannon asking, can you explain what the, like, how, what the Canucks have to do to make the playoffs at this point? So we're 12 games in, 70 to go. Uh, and the Canucks probably need 84. Four more yeah, points. Yeah, you want to say 95? Yeah, yeah, 95. So they need 84 points in 70 games. Uh, so you got to win 42 out of them if you don't go to overtime ever. Right. So 40 wins, four overtime losses. 39 yeah. wins, six overtime losses. And then the rest, regular losses. So they need to win more than half the games by a good margin. Yeah, actually, I, I love that. Let's take our 39 and six. And then we said there is 72 games left, right? No, 70. 71 70, games left. 71 games left. Yeah, so they'd have to go 30... Games 70 games left. They'd play 12. 70 games left. They'd have to go 39, 35, and 6. Something like that. I'm. It's too late for math. Yeah, me too. But it's something around there. No, I just added like 10 games to their season, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. They gotta win. They gotta they win. Got, they gotta they win gotta. some games. <laughs> oh yeah, Sammy Salo, of course. I can't believe Sammy I forgot. Sammy Salo. Yeah. yeah, true. You know Sammy Salo got hit in the... I, Nether I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. That's a fear of mine. <laughs> um, let's see. 
Sharm's asking the story about the portrait behind me, the big monkey. Uh, I think my mom moved into a place and it was already there. And then when she moved out, I said, I want it. And so I took it. Uh, and it just lives there now because it's a fun background. It's a monkey wearing some Sennheiser headphones. Looking cool. That Clay's going to try to imitate. No, the... Life imitates art is oh, the saying, hand. right? <laughs> I like it. It's really nice. Yeah. You know, when I first saw your stuff, I thought this... I thought this was a ring light mm. for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's just headphones. Yeah, or a ring light on a monkey's ear. I'm not sure why he's got a ring light on his ear. Um, Luke is asking, am I coming to the, the the CCC meetup on Saturday? I don't know. Is that this Saturday? It is. You should come down. Where is it? Do your show. is up. It's in like deep Vancouver, right? Uh, Park Pub. Park it, Pub. Yeah, Vancouver. Even come for a bit, then you can rush home and do your live stream. <laughs> or do your live stream from there. I don't care. I don't know if they'll let me. Uh, well, I'm going on Thursday to check out the tech. I'll let you know. Okay. Are you doing your thing from there? Yeah, but I'm not doing it on you. It, depending on the tech, right? If if I can't get on a good you know, connection, connection then I'm just going to do something live, but I won't stream it. Mm. So let me text you and we'll figure it out. Okay, yeah. But I can do mine right next to you on a different camera. <laughs> yeah, Saturday, I can do that. Maybe. Come I down. It'll be fine. I haven't looked at my calendar. Okay. But <laughs> we'll, we'll chat. I was going to tell you what you know, mm. talk about later. Um, Arsenal asking, how many points do you think Hoaglander is going to get? He's looked really good. Love the dangle he's showing this year. How many points does he have right now? He's got the one goal. Yeah, which, three, three points, right? Three points. Is that it? Uh, stats. Yeah. Uh, you got to scroll. You got to scroll. Where is he? Hoaglander. Four points. One four. goal, three assists. So he's on pace for 27. 30, just yeah. under 30 at 27 points or so. Um, I say, I think he gets more points than he's on pace for right yeah. now. I think he's been a little bit snake bitten. I, I I could see him putting up thirty five. Yeah, I'd say thirty three to thirty four. I think I think we gave him more in our pregame uh, preseason bets, right? Didn't yeah, we say forty? I am curious as to what sort of the average uh, yeah. the average thing was. I'll see if I can pull that up here. While Parker's looking that up, that's that play that Huglander did yesterday where he deked everyone and then did that sweet dish to Pearson which I got really mad at Pearson at the game because I thought he, he completely whiffed on it he did but it actually almost went in right they had to yeah. review it yeah they go back three, three minutes, minutes later <laughs> yeah looking at the looking at the predictions most people were in the 40 to 50 range the heck is that uh, this oh, is yeah, okay. points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah most people were 40 to 50 lots of 40s lots of 45s uh, and somewhere in there but I think right now since he started a little slow 35 I think would be fine uh, mm. but I wouldn't be surprised if he does better yeah man there's so many questions you guys are firing that's good it's right? already 11 but I mean we're in person we're so in person we might as well just keep going yeah let's keep going <laughs> um, Sharm saying will we continue to see increased ice time for Buck Golson yeah absolutely yeah he played about 14 and a half last yeah. night more 5 on 5 well because there's so many power plays but more 5 on 5 time than PD and Miller yeah he's earning Green's trust slowly yeah. and surely no assists yet for him, which is kind of surprising. Um, but he's a good passer too. He's a good passer, and he's yeah. he's just always so involved, right? Yeah. He's always going for it. He's always you know trying to excel, um, even with his limited ice time. I think he'll. I think you'll see him at you know seventeen, eighteen by the end of the season, maybe. Would you agree that my assertion that Brock Besser is not a good passer? He just hmm. passes it as hard as he shoots. I haven't it. thought about it. Yeah, I that's just, what I do too, and people don't like it. Uh, and do you get mad at them for not being able to receive your pass? Yeah, except they're like waist high sometimes, and uh, I can't. I can't. Oh, they're too busy. They're, they're, they're I can't protecting their much. Uh, but yeah, I think we should see some increase. Okay, um, we'll we'll go a little bit quicker. Nicole saying, "Nice to meet you on Friday." Yes, you messaged me. Yeah, yeah I, I told Parker right away that we met. It was nice, and she she ended up staying for a second game, so which is pretty cool. Nice, yes. nice to meet you too, Nicole. Thank you for your support. 
Um, uh, virtual reality channel with limited ice time. Puck goals is on pace for 25 goals already. Is he? Uh, three goals, I guess so. Yeah. Wow. Three and 12. Uh, that's 0.25 a game. 0.25 times 82. 20. 20. Yeah. 21. Uh, he's only played 10 games, which kind of skews the stats a little bit. That's um, true. That's so true. I guess maybe 25 uh, at that point. Yeah. Times by eight. 24. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think he scores 25. No, but imagine PP2 actually gets a chance to play. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? But, but he could. He could yeah. score 18-20, you know, and that would be a very successful season uh, yeah. for him, especially with what we the way we've actually seen him play. We've been so high on yeah. that I think even if I, – I mean, I was even saying, like, look, if, if Pog Colson gets you know, 25, 30 points this year, but he's playing the, he keeps playing the way he is, I'm totally fine with it. You know what's funny? Uh, I know I suggested, I'm not sure if you agreed or disagreed, that maybe, maybe, just maybe Puck Colson an outside chance of replacing Hoglander mm-hmm. uh, as a second liner. Then Puck Colson really wasn't even playing in a couple of the games, but Hoglander wasn't scoring. So it's weird that Puck yeah. has three, Puck Colson, uh, sorry, yeah, and Hoglander only has one, and the points are four to three. So they're relatively equal. Yeah. And Hoglander gets way more ice time. Yeah. I, I like does. him. Don't get me wrong. I like him. I'm just pointing out that Puck Colson has done well with his limited ice time. That is yeah. fair. Yeah. We're going to skip a couple here. Sure. Just so we can get, try to get through them all. Um, CNDH saying, do you think the Canucks should try to get Stetcher back this offseason? Probably wouldn't take a lot. I don't think he's really <laughs> playing for like no. too much. I do want to look up how many games he's sure. played. Uh, he has played uh, six games this year. He so has half. One assist. Yeah, half. I don't know how much Detroit's played, yeah. but... Yeah, they played 13 games this year. I was upset when we six. lost him, but I don't know. Where does he fit? There's already such a glut of third-pair guys, right? Yeah, and not so good third-pair guys. No, it's a bunch of mediocre third-pair guys, yeah. which is kind of what Stetcher is. Stetcher had a ton of heart, uh, and he was good. But, again, I think we are quick to overvalue him because he's from here. But yeah, you always overvalue your own guys. Or yeah, your, your... but I, I do think he would be useful on this team. Uh, but I just think they have so many guys already in that spot that they might not yeah. do it. Although, he's a free agent. Is he a free agent after this year? He is because he signed two years in Detroit. Yeah, we... maybe 1.7. I bet yeah. you can probably get him if he only plays half the season in games. You can probably get him like 1. 1.2, 1. Yeah. 1.3. And then you're I'm sure st- he'd love to be here. Yep. And then you're saying, would you rather Stetcher at half the cost of Pullman, for instance? Yeah. Right. Especially, then, and then if you can trade Pullman for a sixth, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good value. Yeah. Uh, definitely an interesting, uh, an interesting thought uh, experiment there. Yeah. Um, let's keep going here. Nick saying that he predicted that we'd be in the same room in the comment section of your last. He video. did. Is that because you sort of teased it? Well, at the end of my stream, I said, join Parker and me, 10 o'clock, Canucks After Art. We're trying something that we've never done in our eight months of history. And then no one got it right. And then I stopped the stream, and then someone put it in the chat. But then Nick actually went and did the, the true mm-hmm. comment. And he said, yeah, you guys. So he was correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Uh, CNITS, do you think McDavid hits 150 points this year? I think he's going to come close, but I think he's going to fall short. So Dom Lucision's model yes. uh, has him getting 140. 40 yeah. this year. JT Miller was 10th on that on his model's projections, oh. which he seemed confused by. He didn't like that Miller was on pace for like 89. Does he not like He Miller? didn't think he doesn't think Miller is good enough to get 89 points, but his model does. Uh and but Miller had Miller was over a point a game in Two the short season. Yep. Yeah. No. So I don't think that's too crazy. Um yeah. might be tough, but yeah, I think he had McDavid at uh I think it was 48 goals, 92 assists yeah, yeah, <laughs> was yeah. his projection, which is so crazy. But not that unrealistic, especially yeah. playing with Dreisaitl. 
I would say that um, games are looser at the start of the season, especially when you get to more of a playoff you know, type feel in the last month or so or last six weeks. Mm-hmm. Granted, that's when the best players step up, but I do think games get a little bit tighter. Therefore, there are fewer points, so I, I don't think he's going to get to 150. He does have 22 points in 10 games. He is well above, he's already above two, he's 2.2 points per game right now, which is great. It's amazing that a guy making $12.5 million is underpaid, but he is. Yeah. What is what is Jay Fresh's model? Whatever say he's worth. I think yeah. I think Lucision's model says that says that he has like four million dollars of excess value a year. He he could be getting paid like seventeen million, four. and and it would be good value, like normal value. He could be twenty percent of a team salary cap, and that's still good value. Yeah, because he puts he's going to score one hundred forty points. He he has the production of two players, two good players. Actually, that's a good point. Uh, so yeah, it's it's unreal. Um. Let's see here. Do you think Paul Colson gets 10-plus goals, says Edmund? He only needs seven more. So I say uh, yes. Yeah, easy. Yeah. yeah. A goal every 10 games? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, people asking what amenities I have to watch the games on. I have a TV. <laughs> uh, I have a TV here. I got a TV out there. I got TVs everywhere. Wait, this is a TV? Or out there? No, this is the TV. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. In the living room, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not the monkey. <laughs> That's a talented monkey. If he's, uh, anyway. Luke is saying, are you going to invest in a studio for Canucks After Dark one day? If we're getting... If we are, like, a top 10 podcast in Canada, then sure. Yeah, if we're pulling in, you know, thousands of, of listeners. But yeah. I, I don't think we're going to spend a bunch of money on a studio when we're not making any. Yeah, <laughs> we're small, not making much. <laughs> yeah, the, the stop gap would be me coming on here every every week. Also, we live far apart, so yeah. we'd have to, like, put it in the middle or... Yeah. Know. Um, Should I look for places in the New West or what? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> Uh, Jonathan asking if the Canucks don't make the playoffs, do things change? Benning, Benning gone, Green gone. Uh, if they don't make the playoffs, I think so. Yeah. They they've they've gone all in, and they they're the ones setting the expectations. Right? I said this last week, uh, but it's not Canucks fans that are saying this is a playoff team, even though they are. It was management and coach that said that this is a playoff team. So if they're not, then that's on them. Yeah, and I think it depends too how badly they miss because if if they get completely if they're out of it by Christmas, I think. Both could be gone. Yeah, Truly. absolutely. Especially yeah. if they're well out of it, right? Like yep. they're five, six, and one now. But if they're like, like ten and sixteen, then yeah, I think something changes. Can you put up Shannon's real quick, just so we can answer it real quick? Sorry, oh, it's at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. yeah Shannon, uh, Van Base, VanBase.ca is the best place where you can see what that's team store uh, stuff. Yes, yeah. that's the online team store. So VanBase.ca, Shannon. Thanks, man. Uh, who do you think scores first, Tucker Pullman, Travis Hamannick? Okay, on the count of three. You ready? One, two, three. Hamannick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pullman didn't score last year. He had one point last year. And Hamannick's got a decent shot. He's got yeah, a heavy fine. shot. Pullman, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be Pullman. Yeah. Um, let's find we some good K. ones here. Um, just pick. We're gonna we're gonna get picky. We're ten minutes over almost at this point. Um, Sharm's saying Sam Gerrard is apparently on the trade block. Do you think he could be a target? What, what do the Canucks have to give up? Too much. Sam Gerrard. The Can- I don't think the Canucks have the assets to give up to make an improvement like that, or the cap space. Be nice player to have. Oh, he would be. What the heck? Yeah, let's look him up. I Sam- don't know. I don't know what he makes. Sam Gerard, the guy with two first names. He is making five mil a year. He's actually what? A pretty good contract uh, for the next six years, basically. Yeah. Year two of a seven-year deal. Um, He's only played eight games. Oh no, Colorado's only played nine. I think they've only played a handful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was he was injured. He had an upper body injury earlier mm. um, but he's, he plays 20 minutes a night for them 
But yeah, the Canucks don't have anything to give up. They're not giving up a first round pick yet. No, I- they- until they're in a playoff spot for yeah. sure, right? Uh, like they need to be like five games above five hundred before they think about it. I think they should keep some of their first round picks. It'd be nice to have one once in a while. Yeah, and we saw it, we saw it with the Gillis era, right? The way it ended was, you know, it just kind of petered out because there was no one else coming up. Like you see, Boston, they've been good for so long because they have these young guys, right? Oh, they after they win the Stanley Cup, then they get guys like Charlie McAvoy mm-hmm. coming in and, and mm-hmm. all these really good young players. Uh, the Canucks didn't have. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Sorry, I thought you were going to say something else, but the Canucks didn't have. Period. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, going to find some good ones. I do not live in New West. But no, I was trying to pick a place halfway between my place and his place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, about a Bobo, who do you think leads the team in points this season? It's JT Miller just always seems to put up points no matter what. Yeah. So he's a good bet. He's got a six point gap on PD already. Um, if Garland doesn't get on PP one, I think it's Miller. I think yeah, Miller makes the most sense to me. Yeah. Um, but I could see Pedersen getting close uh, if he you know yeah. continues the sort of upward. Isn't it funny? Before l- last night's game, PD only had five and eleven, mm-hmm. less than right, less than a point every two games. Now he's eight out of twelve, two out of three. Like it's, what yeah, a difference! A big, yeah. yeah, a multi-point game. <laughs> he almost doubled his point total in one yeah, game. Yeah, I mean you also like you look at shooting percent. Yeah. right? Miller's shooting almost twenty percent. Uh, That's gonna come Peter down. Pedersen's shooting at six. That'll go up right. to about thirteen maybe. Uh, so yeah, it could get close. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, Pete's right. only shooting 6%. That's bad. 5.7, yeah. and then Misses he, the net a lot. He, and Well, that doesn't even count those, right? That's This is a shots on goal. Oh, gosh. That go in. 29% on face-offs as well. <laughs> yeah, You could win 30% just by falling on your butt and just, like... <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't win any in the NHL. That, that's I'm true. not strong enough. That's true. Um, all right. Do we have any else that we want to... I got cups in my way. I can't see all the comments. Um... We already come, we've talked about sort of the trading Miller idea mm-hmm. uh, last week. If you want to go back and give us more views and watch last week, so you can do that. Um, by the way, if you guys are still here late, it's 11, 10 p.m., hit the like button. Make sure you're subscribed and hit yes. the little notification bell. Do all that good stuff. Uh, we do appreciate it. Anything else you want to do? Want to wrap up here? Yeah, we can. Uh, well, you know, we were going so good. We didn't do, don't do that. We didn't do haiku. We didn't do... Because we, we were answering questions about our favorite traits about each other. Yeah, we were just... Uh, <laughs> I was too busy looking at... We were just rolling here. We were. This was fun. It was fun. Uh, we might do it again sometime. Thank you guys very much for hanging out with us, uh, all 80 or so of you. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you did enjoy the stream, hit like, hit subscribe. If you missed any part of it, you can rewind back to the beginning or in the morning uh, or in a, or an hour from now. You can find it on your favorite podcast platform and listen there. Um, first in-person episode. I think it went well. Yeah, we should do it again. Absolutely. Like, maybe not every week, but I think... Not every week, but every once in a while. Yeah, I think it's worth special it. special occasions. Yes. Um, awesome. I think that's it. Uh, you can find me, Parker's Pucks on YouTube, Parker's Pucks on Twitter. It's all above us. Clay, cannot Clay, cannot Clay. Oh, it's opposite. It's opposite. It's okay. mirrored, yeah. Because it's, it, you know, you don't want text to be wrong, right? Uh, <laughs> you don't want... <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it. Thank you guys very much for hanging out with us. And uh, we'll see you, uh, I mean... We'll each see you, I guess, after tomorrow's game. And then we'll see you guys together uh, in a week. Thanks for watching. See you later.